Hello there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. Yeah, you are. And I'm Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E13. This is a dark ride. This is a dark ride. Um, the Halloween episode of season three. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, so exciting. And you know it's fun because they love their fucking Halloween episodes. Hey, do we want to talk about Pretty Dirty Secrets at all? Sure. I don't know if there's that much to say. There's like eight like kind of like webisodes that they did that were uh very short like two to three minutes long this is back when a lot of people were doing webisodes yeah none of the main cast is in it basically it all takes place at this costume shop where we're introduced to this character named shauna who's the uh the cashier you know the clerk or whatever the costume shop and various side and tertiary characters like jason and lucas or in, I think CC, yeah, CC is in one, like she meets Jason at the costume shop. It's a whole lot of like clues, only like, I don't know, like after you've watched like the next two seasons, maybe you can go back and look at this and you'll see things, but it, it's hard to infer a lot just from watching it. Like Lucas still appears to be kind of shady and, and talking to somebody in a, one of those burlap sack masks. Um, Jason and CC are not getting along. A comes in at one point and steals the footage from the security camera for the day for some reason. Right. Um, I think there's a, you see somebody in a red coat at one point, like Vivian Darkloon's red coat. So other than that, it's, it's all extremely oblique and inscrutable. Um, it's basically just like something to tide fans over for like the two months or so while they waited for Halloween. Which is, it's a nice idea in theory, but. I only saw one episode. I don't remember which one. It was vaguely shitty. Well, they're super short. I mean, yeah, they're like two minutes long. About yeah, and this is this was sometime after the writer strike, which that was one of the things with the writer strike. I remember correctly the uh, residuals for writers from webisodes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, just just a quick recap of things because I like how you recap to remember yourself. A, a little bit, just for our viewer and for myself, I guess, mm-hmm. or our listener, because. Be honest, like, it's for you. It's, it's for me. It's for me in the, the, the context of this conversation. Because we took a lot of notes for this episode. We keep taking more and more notes. But So Maya was killed by Nate St. Germain, otherwise known as Lyndon James, who is dead. Caleb was shot. Uh, because of Nate St. Germain, Garrett Reynolds has been cleared of all charges as a free man. There are at least two A's that we know of, Mona and Toby. And there's a ghost tra- Halloween ghost train party coming up, hence this episode. Yes. Shall we? All right, you're all caught up? I'm all caught up. Okay. Do you have, like, like medium-term memory issues? Just that curiosity? Yes. Okay. I, I figured that was the case. All right, so we open. We're at Radley. It's a dark and stormy night. Inside her room, Mona is singing the Today's the Day the Teddy Bears Had Their Picnic song, which is we, adorable. We pan across the floor to Mona's Sensible Loafers, where we see what first appears like a drop of blood fall on them. But it's yeah. not blood. It's red paint. She's painting a like a paper mache head that she's made. She's painting red lips on this uh, kind of like creepy, like just like head, you know, sculpture. Red lips, though, also kind of a vaguely like ghastly Joker smile. Yeah, it's a little bit of a Joker smile. Uh, obviously, the rest of it is kind of peach colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's singing the "Today's the Day the Teddy Bears Had Their Picnic" song, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she starts monologuing. She says. I told them I wanted to do an art project for Halloween. They said art is fine, but we don't like to talk about Halloween in here. 
It's supposed to have bad connotations for some of the patients. I guess I see the point. And then she kind of turns around at this point. Uh, and we see that there's another A, presumably Toby, uh, presumably. in the room. Although we don't, we don't see. The hood is like drawn over, you know. And Huge he, hood. Yeah, and he's kind of leaning over so you can't, can't see the face. But uh, Mona turns to this A and says, but I love Halloween. All the dressing up, being other people, tricks and treats, treats that turn into tricks. It's better than Christmas. More makeup. And this is going to be the best Halloween ever. I bet somebody's life on that. So I'm guessing that just being Mona's apprentice means a lot of like listening to her sing and do like fairly evil monologues. I mean, I could listen to her just be awesome. I could could live with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to be so far. If this is indeed Toby, Toby's apprenticeship is very like sedentary. (laughs) It's a lot of sitting. He's listening to the master at work, yeah. yeah uh, and so Mona hands this a uh, like three bullets, three or four bullets, and some pills. Mm-hmm. So bullets and pills. We don't know what those are used for, but uh, they're being given to this other acolyte. I mean, you you don't usually mix those two unless you want a case of the fucking wonderfuls. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, then Mona's back to painting the mask and singing her song. It's a lovely down in the woods today but safer to stay at home mm-hmm. so then we cut to a suburban street in rosewood uh it's that kind of last gleams of daylight before it gets dark and the i feel like it, yeah and this light you really see how the street of rose rosewood looks like the back lot that it is also it's decorated like crazy for halloween like rosewood Seriously. goes all out like spooky decorations are everywhere well when you have this many like child molesters and all-out creeps per capita you know they take their halloween decorations seriously this is like the only holiday they celebrate in rosewood yeah yeah uh so the four liars are walking the street together to talk about how much they're talking about how they're going to see each other's costumes tonight should they go over them in case they're dressing the same there's overlap which is kind of funny to me um they all agree that they were going to pick out somebody from a movie to be their costume and surprise each other Mm -hmm. and hannah's like well whose stupid idea was that and they say yours, because <laughs> Hannah's worried that like she'll ha- pick out the same costume as Spencer. All right, so do we want to break down the fashion in this scene? Oh, uh, well, I think the the two most important things are one Arya's outfit, which is uh, black and white striped tights, like mm-hmm. striped long ways. Uh, she's wearing a short black dress that's very thin; it almost just looks like a slip. Um, it, it looks like a teddy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she has a kind of jacket over it that's red and black horizontal striped, uh, which just, man, clashing horizontal and vertical stripes. It looks like a, like a Pixie Freddy Krueger outfit. She is dressed like the Oh, character... and she has like a goofy popper hat on. Yeah, she's dressed like a character in the musical Who Would Shine Your Shoes. Mm-hmm. The hat, I just wrote down, it looks like it was designed by like an early 1900s immigrant with an Etsy store. But there's, like, skulls on the cap as well. Of course, right. Of course, right. And, and, you know, red and black, the A colors. So Spencer is dressed like somebody who would sensibly fit in on, like, Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah... Shit. And that's not even her costume, yeah. Yeah, shit, I don't even know. Fuck, like, Hannah's, like, dressed like a scary, like, 80s businesswoman attire. Well, Hannah has the most insane necklace on. It's like... It's like these giant plates. It's It's something you'd wear in, like, a suit of armor to, like, protect your neck. It looks like something you would steal from either like Queen Nefertiti or or Arya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> um, and Emily is wearing just this tacky printed 
jacket, a printed dress of a jean jacket over it, mm-hmm. which I feel like maybe she stole us out of Maya's closet or out of Paige's the, closet. The jean jacket is just to let you know she's a lesbian. I think the disgusting printed dress is to let you know that she has no fashion sense anymore. The page has just sucked it out of her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Spencer just asking Emily, like, are you sure you want to go to this thing, this party tonight? And Emily says, I want something big and splashy to mark the whole before and after of everything. Mm. Symbols and ceremonies, says Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And Arya says that there's going to be mystery live entertainment, which we'll find out about later what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some update on Caleb, who was last shot in the gut. Uh, he's out of the hospital, but Hannah and him are still kind of like keeping it under the radar and sneaking around. Well, and she says, I need to get to the dentist, and everyone else is just kind of like, ugh, that was Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah yes. wants to go to this party even without a date, because if she stayed at home, it'd mean hanging out with her mom and fucking Pastor Ted handing out candy. And they're getting pretty domestic. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Arya like, approves of Pastor Ted. Just because her mom's getting together with another guy now? Because, yeah, she, she says they're the same person. Because her mom moved on. And I really want H- Hannah to turn to Arya and be like, shut the fuck up. This episode has very strong Hannah and Arya are the same person vibes. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, I think, with Emily and Spencer. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, so then Emily kind of OMGs, and we look over. There's a fake graveyard set up in one of these houses there in front of. And there's a coffin, like a half-upright coffin that has... R.I.P. Allison Dealer Rentist written on it. <laughs> we find out from the girls that this is Clifford Yearly's house, and Arya thinks he's just an astonishing jerk. I just like the, the amount of effort the citizens of Rosewood have gone into for Halloween. It's I, really impressive. You see this in certain streets and neighborhoods and stuff, but especially in this this fucked up town, it makes makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily marches over to this coffin, like she's going to steal it or do something to it, much like A did to the actual Allison body. Mm-hmm. Um, and right as she gets to it, like the the coffin pops open. This Clifford Yearly character pops out. He's got on like a blonde wig, like a blonde wig, a dress, and like kind of like a skull mask. I think he's actually wearing like two masks on top of each other, like a skull shirt underneath it. There's a skirt. There's monster hands. It's it's and a mishmash. He just kind of jumps out and it's like ah, you know. And Emily's scared for a second, but then she picks up like a random fake severed hand from the ground and throws it at him as he runs away. Um. Hannah calls him a loser. Spencer yells, this is why nobody will go out with you. She's making him feel bad about his, his sexuality, you know? Yeah. The girls march off then, and the dude climbs back into his coffin to scare the next unwitting fool. Like, how, how long was that guy in there? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, did was he watching down the streets? Like, oh, shit, here come the liars. All right, better get ready. Like, yeah, really. Like, is he really expecting everybody to just walk up to the coffin so he can jump out? Yeah, I mean... I mean, he already, like, basically after you've scared Emily Fields, like, why even get back in the coffin? You, you already hit the high point there. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's Other than, like, downhill. Allie's mom walking by or something, I don't think you can be any more offensive. Well, that would be a good get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then we get the, the credit sequence, and there's lightning flash, there's black nails, there's blood dripping down. I love the, uh, the bloody handprints on the towel wall. I love that touch. Yeah. Um, so after the credits, Spencer gets home, she hangs up her coat, turns around, and there's Garrett fucking Reynolds in her kitchen. Garrett's there. I like how he, he has flowers. He's like, oh, these aren't for you. All right, so this is a big issue with this episode. Has Garrett had like a stroke or something? 
Does he have a palsy all of a sudden? Like, what is up with him in like present day? What are you talking about? Like, he's so much like slower and seems like is he's. He? Yeah, the whole episode. No, this is the same Garrett where he's so much. He more was wood. talking to Caleb and being like, "Hey, you ever, you know, wonder no, how he from, got somewhere?" He's gone from just straight up creepy to like wooden. Prison changes people. He's just like, uh, uh, these aren't for you. And he's brought like some fairly cheap looking flowers over. The flowers are for Veronica, but he wants to talk to Spencer because he likes to keep his promises. Veronica had to take a call in the other room and just let himself in. Uh, yeah, he wants to talk to Spencer and Spencer's like, he's trying to make this like small talk about like, oh, it's nice to not have a big slab of glass between us. And Spencer's and basically like, like, shut the fuck up and get it. to the point. Yeah. And he says, it's, it's time for me to move on, get out of this place. And Spencer's like, then tell me what you know. And then Toby walks in, looking all hard, and he's just like, you're leaving. Well, he does, he does like a finger point thing a little bit too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, like Keegan Allen's like his, his cl- master class on like hand acting. He's still using that yeah. throughout season three. And so, of course, yeah, he says, you're leaving. And Garrett's like, am I? And Spencer kind of whispers to him, like, he's just like, later. And uh, then Garrett says, well, don't wait too long. And then as he walks out, Toby does like the bro shoulder check on Garrett. Yeah. Just to let him know who's boss. Yeah. So Toby immediately comes over here, wants to know like what Toby, Garrett by the way, we now know is A. Yeah. What does Garrett want? He's not leaving her alone with Garrett ever. And Spencer, I'm not ultra crazy about this exchange, uh, but yeah. she's like, You make it so hard to be a modern post feminist when you get so alpha male. And I'm thinking to myself, is this what passes for alpha male in this town? Toby? Shit. It's it's almost like his alpha maleness is just a, a a little cute curiosity for Spencer. Yeah, yeah. So Toby's like, like, "Oh, look at that! You're being tough." She's like, "He's That's like, going to stop," and she's like, "No." So normally, in any other thing, this is where Toby would be turning like Spencer's breakfast nook into like a fuck nook. But instead, they share a pretty chaste kiss and a long hug, and I think that long hug is just so Toby can make like Toby copious- faces copious evil face over spencer's shoulder for us to see yeah it's just like evil conflicted face you know like i'm looking hard as i hug you over your shoulder the the conflict is on one part of toby's evil and the other part of toby is just like gotta get to the bathroom Mm -hmm. that's why he came over actually there's not even a bathroom i can use it radley um so then at the dentist we hear lots of the sounds of drills and you know screams of dental patients and then we cut to like a supply closet where Hannah and Caleb are making out yeah I guess this is like their current like fuck rendezvous place is they they just keep going to the dentist do they well this is she says this is her third cleaning in two months oh we'll get to that in a sec uh but like yeah do they just like go to public places and like do the circuit yeah Caleb uh apparently he was shot he has a hole in his spleen he did not have his spleen removed though that's where he was shot is in the spleen area uh, seems pretty fine to me. I guess the island healed him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this uh, is at most like a couple weeks later. Um, they accidentally knock over some toilet paper. Uh, and Hannah's, yeah, she says it's their third cleaning in two months, which, like, that kind of would suggest that it's been two months since Caleb was shot, but that's not possible, like, by, like, the, the laws of space and time. Right, right. Right. Because it's only Halloween today. Yeah. Um, so they're both. It was like tired. early October in the last episode. Right. They're both getting tired of hiding. Um, Caleb, you know, fills us in on the fact that no one has heard from A since Garrett got out of jail. So maybe that was the end of it. 
he asks if they should risk it, you know, just going public again. But Hannah's like, no, since it's not just them they're taking chances with. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much assumed here that uh, Hannah's going stag tonight on the ghost train because they can't risk being seen in public. <laughs> I wrote down this actual line of dialogue from the show where Hannah says, the ghost train isn't going to be as fun without you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't, Hannah. So meanwhile at Ezra's, Arya is playing around with some stupid jewelry. And again, I really thought Arya's just like wearing like, like something kind of lingerie-esque here. But it's just that shirt dress thing that she was wearing in the preview. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ezra shows up, and Arya is just like, whoa, you almost got a preview of coming attractions. And he's just like, huh. I like to imagine that when Arya looks in the mirror, she gets dissociative. Yeah. Because yeah. she kind of stares in the mirror for a while as she's trying on her uh, hideous little like necklace that she has. I would name check a Brian De Palma movie called Dress to Kill, for anyone to know. But uh, Ezra can't make it to this ghost train thing because he has a meeting tonight in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> and Arya, my notes just say Ezra, because that's the exact noise Arya makes when uh, he says he can't go on the ghost train. I I would have liked him to also been like, also it's going to be filled with my former students. Mm-hmm. I'm just making a good excuse to get out of this because seriously, yeah, Ezra, yeah, yes, yeah, so he... a meet in Philly about ghosting biography. It will pay for his you know whole next year's bills, but it has to be tonight. And Arya, she's clearly bummed that her teenage bullshit is not as important and is never going to be as important as, like, a job, you know? Right, well, she is straight up like, but I wanted you to see my costume. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I can see it tomorrow. And she's like, playing dress up for your man on Halloween is one thing. You do it any other day of the year, you end up on an afternoon talk show. Which, Which where do you think this is going, Arya? Hey, Arya, you know who else ends up on afternoon talk shows? Yeah. <laughs> People who fuck their teachers. Yeah. Um, so Ezra's kind of like, well, we've got a little bit of time now. He well, well you skipped over Ezra's line there where he says, depends on the talk show. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just... Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so he pulls her. All I'm saying it, Arya, is it, it wouldn't kill you to put the costume on. Arya's whole life is putting a costume on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he wants some nook. He pulls her into his lap, and then there's a knock on the door, and some kids yell, trick or treat. And Arya says, ugh. Night of the Living Preschoolers, because these are the early birds. Mm-hmm. And so Interrupting gets, their fuck session. Yeah, so she gets out to grab the candy dish and go dispel the candy to the kids. The camera lingers on Ezra's reaction. He looks super shady. He kind of like, he does a thing where he's kind of like looking off to one side, like all like side-eye shady-eye. and like. So, is it because he's thinking something super creepy, or is it because every night of his life is the Night of the Living Preschoolers? I feel like... We're supposed to gather that he's clearly just lied to Arya about why he can't go tonight. Okay. That's what I read. Ezra. Nice. Um, so then we're at the river in the brew later. It's, oh, um, I, I do feel like pointing out like that Spencer scene ended with her and Toby making out. The Caleb and Hannah scene ended with them making out. Ezra, not so much getting any here. Yeah, poor Fred. Well, this is Ezra's life, though, on this show. Ezra has, like, for, like, the longest time, he had the serious, like, most bluest balls ever. I think that's well, why Ezra's he takes like, so many you shots. don't have to leave for a half hour. That's enough time for me. Oh, no, trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Ezra's like, we could have sex four times in a half an hour. Come on. Um, yeah, so at the room. <laughs> He's like, you're too young to know what a female orgasm is. <laughs> I'm sure she's read about it in her favorite novels. Yeah. 
It just got weird. It just got real weird. So we cut to the brew, which is uh, full on like smoke and intrigue. There's like fog, fog machines. There's all these crazy spooky decorations. Um, I mean, is is Zach, uh, Baker Bro Zach, did he pay for this? He's not in this episode. Yeah, who the fuck is paying for this? Like, this is okay. So this is this is stop one. From here, you catch a shuttle to the ghost train. So this is obviously yeah. Somebody on the PA comes on and says the shuttle for the ghost train. Is leaving in five minutes. A lot of stuff in Rosewood gets confusing. Like we talked about the season two finale, like how that we thought that was a high school function. It may not mm-hmm. have been, but it's hard not to think it's a high school function when all the occupants are high school students. You I know? can't say I would want to enjoy the uh, mystery live entertainment on this ghost train, but the idea of a ghost train, I'm intrigued. Yeah, but I mean. This is like an all ages, and all ages usually means trouble, or it means some. I guess it means like it's Halloween for the the male yeah. adult residents of Rosewood. But anyway, so there's there's colored fog, there's seriously old timey partying going on. There's a fucking like line of people taking photos, including Lucas, who's got one of those like giant old timey like 1940s paparazzi style cameras with the, the big old flash on it. Yeah, next to the girl with the camera phone, who's also <laughs> taking <laughs> yeah. pictures. <laughs> And then Hannah walks in uh, as Marilyn Monroe, obviously, right? Um, in the the full on like white dress outfit, and she flinches when Lucas takes a photo of her because she says she's incognito. Yeah, and he's just like, "You're beautiful," which is like, like such a creeper way to respond. Well, and she's just like, "Thanks." It makes me almost miss Dark Lucas. Yeah, who's Lucas kind of is always has like the weirdest, most inappropriate things to say to Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is her second blonde bombshell. Um, also, I want to point out, there's a kid who's dressed up as a bellhop with like a like a skull face. Hmm. That was an interesting costume. So then, uh, after she departs from Creepy Lucas, uh, Hannah runs into Arya, who's dressed like Daisy from The Great Gatsby, to which Hannah says, the movie, and Arya says, the book. She like sneers and says, the book. Well, Which, well the, way, the way it comes in is, Hannah's like, who are you? And Arya's like, Daisy dot 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 and then like like kind of annoyed like from the gate great gatsby yeah yeah what's so funny to me too is that the deal that these girls made was like movie characters yeah and of course aria had to pick daisy from the book not the movie from Um, the book yeah aria's costume it's all like bejeweled like it's a green kind of like a uh what color green would that be limish maybe somewhat um chartreuse all green gown with bejeweled shit everywhere she's got a like a little circlet crown thing on her head with like feathers in her hair yeah uh, and like little rhinestones everywhere uh, i guess she looks the part um, girl. she compliments black. hannah on uh, how amazing she looks and hannah's like oh yeah it only took six hours to put together <laughs> so then uh, Hannah's glad that Arya, Ezra can't make it because her and Arya are going to stag this thing together. Mm-hmm. And then Noel Khan and the Jenna thing show up. Noel is wearing kind of an old, like, British Navy uniform from, like, pirate times. My because initial his date. Read... Sorry, go ahead. My initial read was Edwardian Royal Army Gigolo. Yeah, and his date there is the Jenna thing. She's dressed as, like, a sexy pirate, complete, pirate. Okay. Com- complete with an eye patch and one of those, like, tricorner hats that pirates would wear only it's like a mini tricorner hat like something a monkey would wear it's she's always got like the mini hat that she like pins to the side of her head like tilted 
Um, she's like a fake sword of hers, like a key on a She's necklace. like fingering the cutlass the whole time, yeah. Uh, I, I just love the eye patch. It's yes, she is. <laughs> such a nice touch for her to be wearing an eye patch. So, a se- sequined eye patch. Yeah, Arya and Hannah are surprised that Noel's here since he's always throwing his own Halloween parties, and he decided to let someone else do the work this year so he could concentrate on what matters. And he says on, like, on what's really important. Jenna's like, you're so sweet, and they start like, making out. What what's funny is that uh, Arya and Hannah just like sneer at this. Yeah. But like on on the other show where like Noel Khan and Jenna are the leads, like Noel Khan's just trying to do something nice for his lady. And uh, of course they hate him for it. Yeah, yeah. So then Arya and Hannah turn over and they see that burlap sack doll zombie thing from the previous Halloween special. It's like across the brew. And that, that little nook of the brew where only mm-hmm. main characters of the show are allowed to sit. Um, he's over there, and for a second they freak out and pause, and they realize, you know what, it's just a costume. So Burlap Sack Doll Zombie Guy sits down in a chair in a corner near the cowboy and the grill and the, the sock hop girl. Mm-hmm. And they can relax. Yeah. Uh, then Spencer and Toby walk out of the smoke, like into into the this brew set. Toby's dressed up like a gangster in a tailored suit and kind of like a fedora that's kind of wearing out of tilt. And Spencer is his mall. Yeah, okay, so, again, I want to take a quick issue with the wiki, which is bullshit. Um, at first, I thought Toby and Spencer were dressed like Bonnie and Clyde, which I thought was funny because of uh, uh, Melissa, Melissa Ian, yeah. but Spencer's dress is way too slinky and sexy. But, so, the the wiki would have you to believe that they're basically dressed as the Bogey and Bacall characters from To Have and Have Not, which they're just not. Like, if you've ever seen the movie or read the Hemingway book, this is just not who they're dressed as. Like, what the are fuck you are you pulling thinking? pulling an Arya there? Well, yeah, and, like, it's... Is this, wouldn't Spencer get in trouble for stomping on Arya's roots? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Spencer, basically a tall drink of a blue satin gown there. Some pretty ample cleavage and kind of a partial veil from her hair clip on top. Mm-hmm. And she does a little, uh, you know how to whistle, don't you, line with, with Toby there. Well, see, that's the thing, is that comes from the have and have not. Yeah. But... Um... So then, you know, that she kind of like departs from Toby. She walks up to Ari and Hannah, and Spencer is almost straight up just like, "How could you ever think we'd wear the same thing?" LOL. Oh yeah, because obviously Spencer would not go as Marilyn Monroe. Right, right. Um. So Ari wants to know if Spencer's talked to Garrett yet about the stuff, and the answer is no. And she tried to call him; his phone's disconnected. So Noel Cohn walks back up. Yeah, oh, I feel like we should mention too. Maybe I didn't uh, quite get it out in that description. Spencer looks fine. I mean, she she looks seriously good. Yeah. Lay some more adjectives on that. Fine. <laughs> so Noel's just like, he's chewing on something. And he's just like, not bad, but you got to admit, I put out a better spread. Um, and he tosses like a cheese. Oh, no, no, no. You cut, you cut out the best part. What's the best part? <laughs> he, uh, he says, you know, I put out a better spread. And Spencer's like, you should probably go into catering. <laughs> and Noel has this look like, maybe I will. Like, what's so wrong with a man wanting to do event planning? I just like making people happy. Jesus, you fucking bitch. I like party trays. God mm-hmm. damn it. Yeah. Yeah, he tosses, uh, I don't know, it's like an olive or something in the air and catches it in his mouth, but then he starts to choke. And the liars just all laugh at this, and they're yeah. like, sirs, you're right. Yeah. And, but he, like, keeps choking. Eventually, like, Toby comes over, like, a good bro to, like, see if he's okay. Uh, Noel falls to the floor, and he's like, you know, Jenna starts freaking out. Spencer's huddling over Noel, and she just keeps telling Noel, "Like, calm down. Like, you know, it's going to be okay. Just, just be calm. Accept your death. Everything will be all right." Yeah. yeah. Um. 
and Jen is like, somebody do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he starts like rubbing his gut or something, and like a little devil figure pops out of his. No, it's stomach. a, it's like a fake alien, like yeah, it's like an yeah. alien thing where like a a little thing you know bursts from under his coat, uh, with like a puff of glittery confetti, because mm-hmm. no, really, he just he just wants to be a showman, I think. He starts cackling like a madman. Everyone else is laughing. This is yet another, like, uh, Noel Kahn gut buster. Classic literally. Noel. Yeah. Yeah, classic Noel Kahn. Classic. Um, and Noel's just like, you know, the cherry on top. Must have been something I ate. And Spencer says, you're amazing. Like, I feel like at that point she should have just, like, pushed Toby out a window or something. <laughs> um, then Paige and Emily emerge through the smoke. Oh, man, these costumes are terrible. Paige is dressed like Marlena Dietrich in the tux, and Emily is dressed like Barbarella. Barbarella, like, silver leotard and boots monstrosity. Like, it's... I don't know. I, Emily, you know, the actress has pretty amazing body, but this is not a great look, I would say, for her. Eh, she she pulls this off a lot better than Paige pulls off her thing. Yeah, it's, like, just, like, super exaggerated tux with, like, huge coattails, like, giant top hat, like, a big old carnation on the lapel. It, it just screams, like, lesbian cliche, basically. Uh, it, it definitely, yeah, tells you who's who in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, they look like a wedding in outer space. A wedding cake from outer space. Yeah, so Paige and Emily come over to the group. Then they look over and see that Jason has entered, dressed like James Dean, which... <laughs> from, from Rebel Without a Cause, yeah. You wish, Jason. Mm-hmm. You Spencer wish. goes over to talk to him, but stops because she sees that Lucas has come over to Jason. And they're getting a little, like, conspiratorial, kind of, like, looking around shifty-eyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she she just paused there, and then suddenly, like it's time to board the shuttle, and traffic all starts coming towards her. So she'll have to catch up with Jason later. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Jason. He's well, they say he's back. He's back. Um. So meanwhile, at the Marin Haunted Manor, Manor, the doors open for trick or treaters, and there's Ashley dressed like a sexy nurse. I gotta say, this is a pretty weak nurse's uniform. It looks really cheap, like something you would buy at a cheap costume store for like it, ten bucks. It doesn't look good enough for everyone's favorite well, one in Rosewood. Well, the weird thing is Ashley's wearing like this red wig. Yeah, it's like Ashley, you already have red hair. Like, yeah, I mean, it may not be as kind of like brightly red as that wig, but like, why even bother? Yeah, this is like the shittier version of Ashley's mm-hmm. Ashley's hair. Uh, Pastor Ted is there. He's dressed as a doctor. And scrubs, and he's got like, kind of like some weird green slime on the front of his like scrubs and lab coat. I don't know. It's it's pretty corny. Yeah, he's really into this this corny shit too. They invite the kids inside to get their candy, and they're like kind of spooky decorated house. I did like. I don't know if he cut the detail. Did you see what was like kind of behind them as they let the kids in? A boo sign and a raven. No, there's also uh, oh, kind of like a. A mini like oh, operating table the doll the with this like a a doll like the size of a child that has like its gut spilling out from the stomach like it and it's like strapped down to the table like it's been operated on. Yeah. I mean that's fucking terrifying to show a bunch of kids. Well, I was really surprised at that detail considering this is Pastor Ted, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe uh, that was Ashley's idea. Maybe. Um. Yeah, so Ted is muhahahaing at the kids, and he's cheesy as fuck. So the kids take the candy. He does the whole thing where he like he has like a scary candy basket with you know like gummy worms in it, and he like eats one of the worms like it's scary. Uh, and then you know there's the real candy basket, which is all like hard candy, mm-hmm. like pretty shitty candy, Ashley. 
like one of them, I noticed that one of the pieces of candy looked like an eyeball. I thought that was the only nice touch. Um, so the kids leave. Ashley tells Ted that she thinks he's enjoying this. And he says, you know, I think I am. This isn't the kind of pastoral outreach he saw himself doing. But Ashley Fuck brands off, it. Ted. Ashley brands it therapeutic irresponsibility. Uh, Ted can go fuck himself. He sure can. Yeah. So Ghost Train, PA tells them to move forward to the performance car. Mm-hmm. Keep moving forward to the performance car. Yeah. Uh, so they enter it. It's in darkness. And Hannah says, well, what's the point of the costume if no one can see them? And then, uh, you know, a beat starts thumping and the lights come on. And there are mystery live entertainment is Adam fucking Lambert. And he starts singing a spooky song about the crazy train. He's kind of in like a puffy shirt, like vampire outfit thing. Spencer voices all her thoughts when she says, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'm not a American Idol fan, let alone like American Idol rejects. On one hand, I want to say this guy might be perfect for this show. I don't know. Um, He looks like a cross between like Mark Ball and David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, and like a little bit of Prince's wardrobe with vampire teeth. I'm going to be honest, Adam Lambert terrifies me. He <laughs> doesn't look entirely human. He looks like a like a weird anime character. Like There's something about his face that just looks like plastic. Uh, he scares me. Like, what if he was revealed to be like Arya's like older brother? Older secret brother? Yeah. So the girls instantly start dancing. They just move right there is some the dance floor. hilarious dancing going on. There's yeah. always, always, whenever the girls are dancing... Just get your gift machine ready to go. Because mm-hmm. especially Arya. Arya's a terrible dancer. Yeah. So cut to Radley. I mean, obviously, some, there's like, just all that club bouncing. It should be mentioned like these these Adam Lambert scenes like go on for like two minutes of like just the singing and dancing. They go to commercial. They gotta like get their money's worth out of it. They play his song from it. They go to commercial break. They come back to that scene and he's still playing the same song. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, Radley. Nurse is looking in on Mona's room, and there seems to be somebody in bed there, but then we get the other angle, and we can see it's really just a paper mache head, the one that Mona was painting. Well, I like that this nurse seems fairly suspicious of Mona. Mm-hmm. As you should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's satisfied at first, and she leaves, but no, it's a dummy, the art project that Mona was working on. Um, so we cut back to the girls still dancing. More Adam Lambert. I want to highlight Toby and Paige especially. They should be embarrassed for themselves. Well, Paige, general, but yeah, Paige is really working her stupid top hat. She's like, she's holding it and she's kind of like moving it around and like twirling it, like, and like rocking side to side. I mean, ugh, man. Like, yeah. I just, was that direction? Are they like, hey, Lindsay Shaw, like, this is what we, we want you to do in this scene? Um, just, Toby, crazy Toby's just like trying to dance behind Spencer and just, I mean, do you remember the, uh, the scene in, uh, was it the homecoming episode when like Toby pretends to dance in front of Emily? It's yeah. like that basically. Yeah. It's, it's uh, brutal. I think it's important to point out towards the back of the car. You can see burlap sack doll zombie there. And Jenna's Jenna also there. Yeah. Uh, Ari and Hannah are right up front, like, uh, getting all the attention from Adam Lambert and they're dancing together because uh, they're good. the same person. Black dress and white dress. They're, they're working together. It. Yeah. Shades of gray. Um, Someone dressed like the Phantom of the Opera is there and moves toward through the crowd toward the girls, comes up to Hannah, starts like touching her. Well, he like gooses her. Or something. Yeah, you can't that's quite a, tell, but something in the, the back. I believe that, that's what's known as goosing. Somewhere in the ass region. And she mm-hmm. says, you know what? Do that again and you'll leave a bloody stump. And this person just like, kind of turns around and walks away. Yeah. So then there's another car which has like drinks. I'm going to go ahead and call this the drinks car. 
the drinks car. There's like a dining car and a drinks car. Yeah, yeah. we'll go drinks car. This car has the drinks are all in 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 ice on an in an open coffin. There's like yeah. this big open coffin uh, in the middle, and there's no uh, no lid to it. You know, right. obviously, so it's you can get at it from any side. Yeah, not a bad touch. There's you know, it's just coffin filled with ice and all these drinks in it. Toby's there and uh, runs into Jenna getting a drink. And Jenna asks Toby what he thinks of her costume, and he says, it's very nice, but you know I liked you a lot better like this. And he puts a hand over her unpatched eye. Yeah. It's just LOL. Yeah. That's such a dick move. Uh, like, Jenna, like, Toby snacks his hand away. Yeah, from Toby. Yeah. Jenna was trying to be nice for once, and uh, he does that. She smacks his hand away, and it's like, way to be a dick, Toby. It might have been a prelude to... Her wanting more, I don't know. But yeah, so he walks away. Well, don't you kind of feel like Jenna and Noel in this episode are actually kind of being like normal human beings and like as being much as nice? They can be through yeah. the filter of this show, yeah. So Spencer comes into this like this like refreshment car, this drink cart. She runs into Jason. He's back. Well, Jason, Jason does this weird thing where like he was like kind of like behind uh, like a divider or something like that, and so she's walked past him, and then he like kind of ducks out behind her and he's just like are you following me and it's like ah no like creepy bastard yeah um he was gonna come over and see her today but he saw garrett leaving her place and that put him on the rag so he still hates garrett for some reason he's like he's just because free he's man. free doesn't make him innocent yeah. it's like but like we know who killed maya and like there's physical evidence that proves he couldn't have killed allison but you know Anyway, well, I mean, good were, job. Uh, you got the Hastings blood in you. They were in the pervert audiovisual club together, so who mm-hmm. knows? But uh, so then Jason sees Lucas in the background and starts following him. Well, and they, Lucas and him like make eye contact. Spencer doesn't notice this. I, I feel like in the back of her mind, Spencer is like, "Does Jason have a crush on Lucas?" No, but I don't think Spencer notices that he like was, oh, okay. you know, eye chattering. Um, uh, so Lucas. we get more Adam Lambert performing, more of Hannah and Aria. More bad dancing. The song has changed to like this wannabe Michael Jackson song. Uh, I like how they they ADR'd in Lucy Hale screaming, "Work it, Adam!" Yeah. <laughs> Every time I heard that during the recap, I would just laugh. Um, so, meanwhile, back to the Marin haunted house. Uh, after the latest batch of kids have left, Ashley goes in the kitchen and she's startled by the sight of a little blonde girl in her kitchen. A little ghost blonde girl, yeah. She's wearing an old-timey dress. This is one of the little girls from Allison's story in the previous Halloween special, right? I think so. I mean, they look look very similar. Yeah, She's a terrible actress. Oh, yeah. Um, It's so bad. And the the patio doors are open as though this this ghost girl has just wandered in from outside. And Ashley's like, oh, the candy's up front. But the girl's like, I'm cold. I want to go home. Can I call my mom? You know? She wants to call her mom because she's scared and lonely and cold and lost. Mm-hmm. And Ashley gives her, she points out the phone, says, you go ahead and call her. You can stay until your mother comes. And, you know, Ashley's just basically like, hey, little girl, chill the fuck out. It's just all make-believe and for fun. Little girl is just like, people shouldn't make scary things. And Ashley's like, well, you know, it's all good fun. And the ghost girl's just like, I don't think so. Not anymore. And she's like, I'm going to go back to my boring mm-hmm pastoral boyfriend um, I mean, this this whole plot thread I, I feel like this is just one of those they're like hey, it's a halloween episode this will be fun like i don't know if we're really supposed to like read anything too deep into this i feel like like this whole sequence of ashley and this little girl yeah. is like bait for people to want to read too much into it mm-hmm. we'll get into that as we go on but so you know back in on the train hannah steps out into this little like platform i don't know where this is it's not the end of the caboose but it's well it's like between the two cars 
Yeah, some are, but some of the cars are connected where you don't have this, and some of them have this kind of old timey space where you have to like step across the connection from car mm-hmm. to car. But yeah, so she's like on a little platform getting some fresh air, and the Phantom of the Opera shows up, and he's a she's about to give him some shit for following her, and she even tries to knee him on the groin. Oh yeah, she he kind of like makes another move on her, and she tries to knee him in the groin, and uh, he finally screams out. He's like, ah, you know, like. And we see it's Caleb, of course, and he's like, oh, I should, it was stupid to think you needed protection on this. Yeah. Kneeing dudes in the balls. Yeah. Uh, but Hannah's happy to see him, and they, they start making out. Mm-hmm. Back uh, so inside, Arya is drinking a little fruity drink. She's got this, her, her gloves off, I noticed. This um, is the, the scene that makes the whole episode, right? Yeah. She's looking a little pouty, and of course, uh, Arya can never look too pouty without somebody coming up to ask her what's wrong. And this time, of course, it's Adam Lambert. Of course he is. I just, like, I every time I watch this episode, I'm like, who is doing who a favor here? Like, did PLL have to try to get Adam Lambert on? Or did, like, Adam Lambert's agent push to get him on the show? Well, let's talk about within the world of PLL. Whoever is, is running this ghost train thing mm-hmm. and hired Adam Lambert, is this part of his contract to go mingle with people? Exactly. Is Arya just that fascinating that he wanted to mingle? Yeah, really. Uh, she would tell you yes. I I would think like if if you were a, a performer who got hired to do a ghost train, you'd like want to hit your set and get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. If, maybe if you're not performing, you mm-hmm. just want to sit in the bathroom and like run some cold water over your neck or something. But uh. I don't even have like the chit chat they make of each other, but he asks her her name at one point, and well, the, because there's a passing train, he can't hear her. Yeah, the best part of the chit chat is that she asks him if it's fun for him. Like it, <laughs> I just the whole Adam Lambert thing. It's fascinating and weird that they would put him in this episode. He's like, of course it is. I'm getting paid. Yeah, um, yeah. He asks for her name, and it's too loud because they're going through a tunnel, and so she writes her name on the steamed window behind them. Uh, notably the A that she writes in Arya, the second A, looks like an AA, where it kind of like, it goes out a little, the, uh, the crosshatch. Mm. Interesting. But I mean, yeah, of course Adam Lambert would be attracted into a conversation with the mysterious girl, the lyrical name. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile. I like the way she points at her name after she writes it. Like, she writes it out and then points to it. Arya. Arya. Mm-hmm. Arya. Like, he's like, thank you. My eyes are connected to the rest of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, at the other end of the car, watching all this go down is, what would you call this person? The Queen of Hearts? The, the Red, Red Queen? I'm going to call him the Red Queen. You're going to call him the Red Queen? The Red Queen has been watching all of this. Um, so Adam, Adam Lambert goes to get ready for his next set and, you know, of course, it's already promised she'll be right up front. Yeah. The, the Red Queen is playing with a ring. Well, this is why I'm calling the Red Queen a him, is that those are dude hands are and big, du- big sausage hands. fingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these sausage fingers are opening up like a poison ring on the on the, the hand there, and it's got like some white powder inside of it. Sometimes also referred to as your cocaine ring. Mm-hmm. And kind of walks by, and as Arya's looking the other way, kind of like swoops its hand over Arya's drink and presumably dumps uh, some roofies in it. This is how Batman also roofies girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so after she's done looking out the window and reflecting on how great it is to be Arya in this world of Aryaness, mm-hmm. she just kind of, I love how the, the show does it, where she just kind of touches her drink. They don't even have to show her drinking the drink. Well, she, before, at the beginning of the scene, she was also touching her drink. Like, she was, like, putting her finger in the drink for some reason. 
I don't know why. You're a weird one, Arya. She's, she's very tactile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you. Know, it's you know, just that, like, and then I stick my finger in it. <laughs> I like that she doesn't have to actually like drink it for the visual metaphor to be carried through. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, in one of the sleeping cars, one of the sleeping cabins, there's Paige and Emily. Yeah, there's some talk about oh, she should stay on the train, never leave, and they make this, out a little. If if. The previous scene was the hill, the glorious mountain of this episode. To me, this is the valley. Paige is just like, sometimes I'm so amazed that you're with me. And Emily's just like, sometimes I'm so amazed I'm with you too. Which, no. We're we're pretty fucking amazed too, Paige. When Paige is amazed that Emily is with her, so say we all. Um, Yeah, Paige That just just seems like a troubling power dynamic in a relationship, you know? The way she stares at Emily, like like the the Paige gaze, is Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable. They they have a chat about how things are actually working out now, and so it's like, you know they're doomed, you know? I mean, they might as well be saying, like, two days of retirement or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Um, Paige is just like, this is... After she just, like, lustfully stares at Emily's body, she's just like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And Emily's just like, to settling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Paige says, tell me about love on your planet. And then they make out. But there's a shadow watching them. Probably A. It's a round shadow, too. Like It's, probably it's like, a, like a hoodie shadow, yeah. You think it's a hoodie shadow? I took it to be the burlap sock sack doll. Ah, it could be, I guess. So meanwhile, Spencer leaves her cabin walking down the I think she's hallway. leaving like the bathroom or something. Could be. Um, she's leaving what? There's like a row of like these like sleeping cabins. Yeah. There. But she hears what sounds like Mona humming that teddy bear picnic song. Spencer doesn't know this is Mona, but we know it's Mona because she's humming the, the Teddy Bear Picnic song. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of stops to listen because it's like, that's weird. But then one of those like burlap sack costume bros like grabs her, covers her mouth, and pulls her out into the space between cars. All right. So we see the mask. You know, We kind of see him like, grab her. And then next thing is we, we're outside. We see the mask hanging off like a rail and the reveal that it's Garrett. Officer Garrett Reynolds. Who's become even more wooden than he was before. See, yeah, I didn't get that in this episode at all. I, I could try to read some of these lines that I wrote down, like the way he writes, the way he says them, but it's it's terrible. He apologizes for grabbing her like that, but they need to be alone with her. Well, he's and like, I'm sorry. Honestly, sorry. I, I liked, liked you. you. You were the only one I wanted to keep safe. I wasn't, I wasn't strong, strong enough. enough. I thought I had everything under control, but I didn't know what the game was truly about. He doesn't God, say it like that. I was a police officer, and I ended up in a cell. <laughs> That's your reading, not Garrett's. The dialogue is so blocky and shitty that it's like all of a sudden David Mamet wrote a scene of Pretty Liars. Well, he's having to shout out. Yeah. I thought I had everything under control, but I didn't know what the game was truly about. Um, so Spencer is like, you know, did you kill Allie? And he says that he'll tell her everything he knows, and then he's going to leave. Don't try to find him. That's a deal. So it's like, fine. And so he it's, says, it's always bad when you ask somebody a simple question and their response is like nine sentences. Yeah. Don't really answer your and question. He says the night Allie died, we were all up in Allie's room with Ian. Uh, and he, and Spencer's like, yeah, I know that shit. And he's like, no, 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 there's parts you don't know. Uh, you he, don't know what you don't know. Yeah. He took Jenna outside to let Melissa and Ian like fight it out. Uh, and they were, went out behind Allie's house where the ground was dug up. Flashback. So Jenna doesn't want to leave Melissa and Ian alone together because they can't be trusted, which I think, LOL, after Ian and Melissa fought, they probably had sex in Allison's bed. Yeah. Well, they're right by the uh, the side of the future gazebo there where it's it's all sectioned off in like an octagon. Like it's been blocked off by wood and there's like a, like a twine over it. 
You know, like it's it's all set up to be built on. Spoiler: that will be somebody's grave for the night's over. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth says there's nothing they can that Ian and Melissa can do to them without you know screwing things up for themselves, anyways. And then Allison shows up. Good old Allie in that that yellow top from that night. Because it is that night. Uh, and it's not tells, that night. It's the first that night. Yeah. She tells Jenna, you have a really bad memory. I told you what would happen if you came back. And I like how she reaches out and kind of like brushes Jenna's hair uh, with her hand, you know, like kind of like tucks it aside. And Jenna's like smacks her hand away and then like takes like a left-handed swing at Allie. But uh, of course, Jenna's blind, so Allie like easily dodges it. Well, like they, they start what's like the... The beginnings of a cat fight here. Yeah, well, uh, Garrett's like, stop. And Allie's just like, just go back to your camera club. And then, like, Jenna, like, starts, like, kind of, like, she's blind, of course. So she's just, like, flinging her hands out. And they start to tussle there. And yeah. uh, Garrett tries to stop him. And eventually, Allie just, like, pushes Jenna down. Mm-hmm. Which is all funny. Like a, like a, like a Pushing a blind girl yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Garrett tells Allison to get out of here. And Allison reminds her it's his backyard. So she picks up, uh, Jenna picks up a field hockey stick, that field hockey stick, which we mm-hmm. saw. Yeah, it, w- it was on the ground. So she kind of picks it up as she's standing back up and Garrett takes it away from Jenna. And Allie says, what's the matter? Didn't find what you were looking for in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And Jenna says, do something. And so Garrett raises the hockey stick up. He's kind of threatening Allie with it. And Allie like starts to look nervous for the first time. And uh, they kind of stare at each other. And finally, Garrett, he swings the hockey stick twice, and you hear, like, bam, two loud bam. thumps, and Allie screams both times. And you hear, like, another thud, like a body mm. hitting the ground. And we see what has actually happened is Allie has ducked down to the ground. Garrett was hitting the tree above her. Mm. And Allie, like, curious expressions on her face. She looks scared, and she looks pleading, but also a little curious at the same time. But also conspiratorial, because... Jenna asks if Allison is dead, mm-hmm. and Allison just puts her finger to her lips as she looks up at Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, she, well, she definitely looks scared, but at the same time, yeah, kind of like like she's up to something. She's kind of like shushing Garrett, you know? And, and so Garrett, him, I think. Cause, and Garrett's just like, I took care of it, and he like pulls Jenna away. So, you know, Jenna thinks that he's just killed Allie. So Allison, like, she continues to sit there. She picks up the broken field hockey stick, you know, in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Garrett reveals that he didn't kill Allison, but Jenna thinks he did. But Garrett went back later that night. So we get another flashback. Yeah. I <laughs> guess it's like second flashback. So, so Garrett walks up to, walks through the house, comes to see Allison talking to somebody behind a tree. And she's telling that person that he has I got the to pay for his mistakes. So go for it. Uh, so Allie is saying, I'm not the one who makes people do these things. If you don't pay for your mistakes, how can you become a better person? Mm-hmm. Very philosophical. Yeah. Uh, philosophical. Uh, so then this person that's t- who's talking to her from behind a tree, they step out. It's Byron Montgomery. Well, it's so weird because you hear Byron's voice as he says the next mm-hmm. line before you see him. You say all these grown-up things, but you're still a child. You're like, wait, could that be? Oh, it is. Yeah, Byron Montgomery. And Allie says, don't kid yourself. You know what I'm capable of. And then uh, Garrett like kind of like steps on a twig or something, you know, makes a noise and they look over. So he ducks away. Mm. And so come back to present day. Spencer's just like, you're lying. And Garrett's like, why would I lie? Well, and she's like, why didn't you ever say this? Yeah. If you saw that, like, why didn't you say something? And he's like, I would have, but your mom got me off. Mm -hmm. And he says that after they heard him, he left. But Allie was alive when he left. Yeah. So, um. Spencer's like, well, fine, fine. I'm going to go get Arya, and you're going to say all this shit to her face. And she starts to walk away, and she turns back, and she's like, stay here. And Garrett's like, where do I have to go? 
Where do I have to go? Yeah. Uh, so drinks car. Kind of Hannah like kind of waves to, at Caleb from across the car as well, like, he's. They're, uh, they're like making like googly eyes at each other. Yeah. Why, why aren't they talking to each other? Like why are they across the car from each other? Well, they're, they're trying like, to be incognito. He's in a mask. So yeah. he actually, but he actually lifts his mask at one point to smile at her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer walks in. She marches up to Hannah to ask if she's seen Arya. And Hannah's like, no, but guess what? Spencer's like, I'm going to guess later. Where's Arya? Yeah. Love she's like, name. look, I need to talk to the Arya personality right now. Yeah. Um, so Hannah leads her to where Arya was sitting, but instead they find an empty chair of Arya's purse in it. And they look up and they see on the window where Arya had written her name, the other three letters of her name have been wiped away, except for A. Mm-hmm. And then they get the A text. And I like how the A text is, like, Halloween-themed. It's, yeah, it's like a it's like a border with, like, a spider hanging from the end, the mm-hmm. word end, and a cobweb in the corner. It's very cute. This A text, mind you, comes to Arya's phone. Mm-hmm. And it says, guess who's not going to make it to the end of the line? Yeah. A. So then we get kind of, like, this blurry thing where we kind of come into focus and we see Arya. she's just woken up from being drugged she's in a some kind of dark tight spot she's gagged her hands are tied gagged with the duct tape duct tape there's like a thin strip of light shining on her and she's freaking out and can't move Mm -hmm. for 95 percent of the future Arya scenes in this episode you're going to hear this kind of adr lucy hale moaning and screaming sound Mm -hmm. it's lovely it's disturbing um so then we cut back to one of the hallways of the sleeping, sleeping car. Emily shows up and says that she couldn't find Arya. But Arya has to be on the train somewhere. She's talking to Spencer and Emily. Or Spencer and Hannah. Yeah, unless someone threw her off. Yeah. Spencer fills in Emily on all this new shit that she's privy to from Garrett. And mm-hmm. do they believe to Garrett? Why would he lie to us now? To mess with us? And Hannah's great line of, you can get a varsity letter in messing with us. Yeah. And Emily and Hannah, neither of them are very convinced by what Garrett has to say. Of a course, varsity scarlet letter. Spencer a. was immediately convinced because uh, Garrett wants to get out of town because he's afraid. Yeah. Presumably afraid of A. Yeah. Uh, Emily is like, well, we have to find Arya before the train ride ends. And Hannah says, you guys, A is on this train. Yeah. Um, so Spencer tells everyone to gather up their significant others to continue the hunt for Arya. Yeah, she sends Hannah and Emily off to find Paige and Toby. And Hannah's like, well, we're going to need to warn Caleb, too. So, yeah. Hannah and Emily, the uh, the non-real liars, they get sent away to warn the significant others as uh, Spencer goes to search for Arya. So then we, we realize that Arya is basically in a crate and like kind of like a cargo car of the train, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like in the know, luggage section or whatever. So, it's a tall, tall wooden crate. Yeah, it's it's upright, so she can stand in it. The mm-hmm. train is moving. She bounces around. Finally, the box tips forward. It, well, she yeah, she rocks it back and forth until it falls over, and so now she's face down. <laughs> you know, like the crate's like tipped over. Right. It's it's kind of an awkward position. We'll find out why in a minute. But so mm-hmm. back to the dining car. Um, Hannah finds Phantom Caleb and tries to tell him the situation. Uh, well, he kind of get... pulls pulls Caleb away, and he keeps on trying to like goose her again and like feel her up, and well, she's just, like, like, "Not now!" Of, like in real handsy, uh, yeah. she's not into it. She doesn't notice that Caleb's chin is awfully shiny. Yeah, and she's just like, "Stop!" Like Garrett's on this train. We have to find Arya, and Caleb's like caressing her some more and starts giving her a little back massage, and so. Uh, Hannah starts to relax a little, and then she looks up and she sees actual Caleb over on the other side by the uh, the car by the drinks coffin, and she freaks out and turns around and pulls off the phantom mask, and underneath this phantom mask is kind of a glazed clay mask of Allie's face, 
with a blonde wig on. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it is. And this is, you know, obviously is, uh, you know, A or some other dark actor, uh, grabs Hannah by the arm, but then like runs away. Mm-hmm. It's funny is that she, she sees actual Caleb because he's lifting his mask to drink a bottle of water, which makes him look really goofy, I thought. Yeah. Um, well, that, fact- that's a problem with masks when it comes to Halloween. You wear that thing for 10 minutes and you're like, okay, I've had enough of this. Yeah. So back at the haunted Marin Manor, um, more kids leave and as she goes looking for the scary little blonde girl, she's not in the kitchen now. So Ted hasn't seen her anywhere. Yeah. She's like, have you seen a blonde girl? And he's like, I've seen lots of them. (laughs) So she heads upstairs hearing a noise. She finds this girl in Hannah's bedroom. Being creepy. Once again. Uh, Also, it almost seems like, I don't know if they did something with the makeup on this chick or like applied a filter, but like she almost looks like she's black and white when you see her. Yeah. Like she, she looks like desaturated. Yeah, Um, she does. Um, and the little girl, she called her mom. And I got, I got the dialogue. Okay. She says, I called my mother. Of course, just imagine I'm acting really poorly. She says, uh, I called my mother. She answered the phone, but when I asked her to come get me, she got really upset and started to cry. Why is she mad at me? Because you're a ghost. Uh, and she says she thinks her sister told her mom that she ran away and her sister's all telling lies and getting her in trouble. And they fight all the time over everything, even their dolls, which that really feels like an A thing almost, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this whole plot line is just like, read into this, you know? Yeah. Red herring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, girl, girl saying, I think she just likes to fight. Do you think she told my mom something bad about me? And Ashley's like, oh, no. And Ashley kind of reaches over and touches the girl's hand and then pulls it away in shock because it's so cold. Mm-hmm. And she puts a blanket on the girl and she gets up and goes out to the hall and calls down to Ted. She's like, hey, Ted, come up here. So he comes up and they go back into Hannah's room and the girl's gone. The girl's gone and the blanket is neatly folded on the bed exactly where it was when Ashley first picked it up. Hmm. Spooky. <laughs> Ashley's like, I gotta stop mixing my medications mm-hmm. or something. Um, so we're, we're back in the hallway in the train. Spencer's walking and she finds one of the burlap sack doll masks. Just the mask. Garrett's she, perhaps. She opens the door and there's the Red Queen who grabs her. And they start wrestling. They have pretty pretty hardcore fight here. Uh, well, he starts. She opens is like a door between uh, cars, mm-hmm. and as soon as she opens it, the Red Queen is there and just reaches out and starts choking her out, like right there. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of pushes her over to the side, like he's trying to throw her off the train. And he almost uh, does. And this definitely sounds like a dude like grunting as they fight. Yeah, she's he's pushed her like halfway off the train. She manages to push him off and runs away. Uh, she kind of like runs down the next car. The Red Queen catches her before she can get out the next door right and he punches her in the gut yeah. <laughs> i mean like straight up like just like gives her on right to the uh what are the solar plexus there uh throws her down in a corner and starts choking her again this is when Paige comes running in throws the red queen off of spencer the queen then gives uh, the red queen then gives Paige a few good like back jabs a good like elbows a couple elbows to the gut yeah yeah so finally the the red queen like runs off and Paige goes to check on Spencer, and she finds what appears to be a giant red, like, press-on nail left in Spencer's hair. Yeah, that, like, broke off. So, meanwhile, in Arya's crate, which... (laughs) (laughs) Arya in the crate. Yeah, she gets her gag off, her her duct tape gag. She turns a little and finds Garrett's dead body right next to her. And Garrett's body is, like, eyes open, mouth open, like, in shock. Just, like, like creepy, creepy rictus. Yeah, frozen in the creepiest O-face possible. Yeah, Arya, of course, screams. 
And I'm not sure, didn't Arya say at one point she was claustrophobic? I can't remember if she said that. That's not like an Arya thing. So mm-hmm. she's basically forced just to lay there with this dead body. <laughs> is half on top of her. Her hands are still tied. We presume her feet are too. For some reason, this scene reminded me of the Goonies when uh, Chunk realizes he's trapped in the uh, the freezer with a dead body. Can you just picture uh, Ashley Benson on the Superman shirt? Hey, you guys! Yeah. Um. So Arya looks up, she won't put hands up on her back, she looks up, she sees like this old nail is coming through the crate, and she tries to get her hand ties off by... Like, yeah, her, her, rips are, her wrists are taped with duct tape too, and so she's going to try to use this nail that's poking through the crate to, to cut through it. So Spencer and Hannah are walking down the hallway together, meanwhile. They reveal that Emily is telling Paige everything, since Paige pretty much knows it all anyway. Well, and Hannah's wondering if this is a good idea, and Spencer's like, well, she pretty much knows it all. Which I assume she's probably being filled in on like NAT Club stuff. Well, probably that in the leftover of what's been going on in season three. Anything yeah. that Paige hasn't got from uh, season three. Hannah has sent Caleb to the front of the train with Toby. Uh, and they're going to work their way back looking for you. So this is interesting because there's a, like a lot of like various possible, you know, dark agents on this uh, train right now. Toby, we know, is like working with A or is, is the new A. It can't be him. Right. Because he's been in costume the whole night. Um, you know, yeah, he's. Like- He's searching with Caleb right now, so it's not Toby. Um, we are pretty sure that that's a dude in that Red Queen outfit. A big dude. A, a big dude. dude. Yeah, a very tall person. Um, we're pretty sure Mona is also on this uh, this voyage mm-hmm. because we heard her singing. And there is that uh, possible uh, A shot of uh, people listening in, uh, A listening in on uh, Emily and Paige, so... There may be several people working to their own ends right now. We know it's not Garrett because he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Uh, so, so, let's see. Spencer, Spencer asks how Hannah's doing. Or Spencer says, are you okay? And Hannah says, what do you think? And Spencer says, you know what that double costume means, don't you? And Hannah says, yeah, we weren't fooling anyone. A knew we were sneaking around the whole time. Well, so I think it's funny, too, is that Spencer, you know, being a good friend, asks how Hannah's doing, you know, now that she's revealed that she was groped by a or something mm-hmm. or that her and Caleb aren't fooling a Spencer almost just died. Yeah. She's asking how Hannah's doing. Uh, yeah, so that's how Spencer, Spencer rolls. Yeah. Spencer's trying to like, she's like holding up the, the press on nail to Hannah's finger. This just got an idea of size and the nail's way bigger than Hannah's finger. But yeah. And Hannah's like, that's a big girl. And, and uh, Spencer's like, yeah, or maybe it wasn't a girl at all. So then Emily and Paige come out of the cabin. So Paige now has gotten an info dump. Um, <laughs> off screen where we didn't need to hear it yeah now that Paige has basically been jumped into the gang Spencer then orders her to the front of the train to work with Caleb and Toby as part of the B squad yeah go check on the significant others they're gonna work their way back looking for Arya so Paige marches off but Spencer stops her and thanks her and Paige says it was my pleasure it's such a ugh. so Spencer smiles it was really, my pleasure she should be thinking who the fuck says it's my pleasure at things mm-hmm I'm more suspicious of you now, bitch. Yeah. Um, so in her crate, Arya's trying to get her binds off of that nail, and the crate starts moving. Somebody is moving it. Someone's picking it up, yeah. Uh, so Arya, you know, works faster. Mm-hmm. So back to the drinks car. Paige is there. Jenathan approaches Paige, and Jenathan says, you lost your girlfriend. You ought to keep pet- better track of people around here. Yeah, so and- Paige is just like... I'm looking for Arya. Have you seen her? And Jenna says, no, but she has a thing for authority figures, so she's probably up with the engineer. Sick burn, Jenna. Well, Paige just smirks, but she doesn't get it, so she just kind of walks yeah. off. 
<laughs> Janet's just like, come on, that was gold. Yeah. She's like, where's Noel Khan when I need him? Yeah. So Janet then kind of looks over at Lucas' old-timey camera, suspiciously. Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. She kind of, she notices Lucas's camera is just kind of sitting abandoned on a table and kind of like, it's like a questioning look on her face, like, huh. So, like, now suddenly it's like, well, what's Lucas up to? What's Jason up to? Where's Lucas? Where's Noel Khan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Arya's crate gets set down again, and she keeps trying to cut herself loose. We see what looks like the Red Queen is opening the freight door to the moving uh-huh. train, and it looks like they're going to push her out. Well, there's some just... some voices whispering. Mm-hmm. One of these voices is absolutely a male. Yeah. Uh, and I, the first part, it's it's hard to make out. It sounds like they might be saying something about lying. I can't really make it out. But the second part definitely says, ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and one of them appears to be wearing that Red Queen costume, and they've opened the side door, and they're starting to push the crate out now. So in the hallway, you walk into the train, the other three liars, they reach a dead end. They can't get through a door because it's locked. So they all talk about turning back. Mm-hmm. But then they see a necklace that Emily... Oh, they look Arya. on the ground right in front of them, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's Arya's necklace. Look at that, a giant shiny clue. Mm-hmm. So Hannah grabs a fire extinguisher to break the door open. Yeah, to rescue her other. Yeah, so in the cargo section, they're, they're still pushing Arya's crate forward, but it hits a screw in the ground. Yeah, like kind of a large nut and bolt. It kind of like gets stuck on that. And a woman whispers, push, damn it. Now, man, did this voice sound like anyone to you? Because it sounded a hell of a lot like someone to me. It sounded to me a lot like maybe either Melissa or Jenna. I, I thought it really sounded like Melissa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Push, damn it. And then a male voice whispers, no. Yeah. And Arya, she's finally got her hands free now. and then She we- can't. Push the crate open. Yeah. yeah. Hear a male voice say, I can't. And the female voice, they're like kind of whisper screaming at each other. The female voice says, shut up. Come back here. And Arya kind of like paws around and there's like a screwdriver in this crate. And so she like grabs it and holds it up and waits as she's looking through the cracks in the crate. Like until like the light gets blocked out because someone's right over it. And then she just like stabs up. Mm-hmm. And you hear a what's obviously a man like grunt in pain mm-hmm. as uh, apparently Arya found flesh. And, and, and you know, some blood drips through the cracks in the Arya's mouth, and she licks it, and she likes it. Mm-hmm. No, not really. And the crate is, like, teetering right on the edge. Like, and presumably, like, after Arya stabbed up, like, these, whoever these people were, they, like, hightailed it out of there, jumped off the train, we don't know what. Because uh, the liars come running in as the crate is, like, literally bouncing right on the edge there, like, so about to fall. the editing here is very interesting. And it could just be me, but, like, it looked like you, you hear so much Arya screaming. Mm-hmm. And she has good reason to scream out because this is a very panicked moment. Even when you see Lucy Hale, though, it looks like the screaming that you're hearing is not matching what's coming out of her head. Like, it seems like disembodied Arya screaming, mm-hmm. which I just took to be that she's just in a weird fugue state. Um, yeah, so the other three liars, they run in, they pull her back, they shut the freight door, they get the crate open, they pull Ari out. Hannah is the one who gets the hammer to, to free her, her other. Hannah's, even though you've got Spencer and Emily, mm-hmm. Hannah's the fucking muscle here. Yeah. Well, because she has to reunify her personality into one, one mm-hmm. succinct being. Um, and then they're like, oh, look, there's Garrett's dead body. Garrett's dead body that was like kind of like under a, like a packing blanket. Mm-hmm. Like one of those padded blankets. Um, and yeah, it's just, they like Arya, they're hysterical, you know, getting pulled out of this thing. And it's like, oh, and there's Garrett's body. Shit. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, this will be a fun one to explain to the cops. Mm-hmm. So back to the haunted Marin Manor. Uh, Ashley is pouring some wine. Ashley wine, OTP. Yeah. Ted comes in and says, well, the little girl's not outside. Um, Ashley didn't recognize her and didn't think the little girl was from around here. 
But how did she like get not out from of around here at all? If you know what I mean, from this plane of existence. Yeah. How, did, how did she get out of Hannah's bedroom and past them and out of the house? And she was so cold. She can still feel how cold she was. Yeah, and she asked Ted, "Do you believe in ghosts?" And he's like, "I'm not supposed to." And so, so then she just hands him a glass of wine. Well, I think this is funny because Ted's whole fucking religion is based on a belief in the supernatural, but not ghosts, zombies. The Holy Man. Ghost? Come on. Anyway, meanwhile on the train, we're now like in the drinks car. Uh, we see a cop talking to Tony. This cop looks like from the 70s. Well, and Toby looks like he's from the 40s, so yeah. it fits. Everyone, yeah, everyone... this cop has like the like the mirrored glasses on. Like yeah. he's, yeah. Well, he's a state trooper, so. You know, yeah, maybe. it looks like he's about to like talk about Toby about his expedient violations. But mm-hmm. yeah, all of the main cast and the recurring guest stars are gathered in this dining car. Yeah. This is like the scene where Perot tells you how it was done. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Toby comes over and tells Spencer the troopers are calling their parents and they want to take statements before they let anyone go. And Spencer's just like, when my mom gets here, nobody will be talking to anybody. And it's I'm, like, yeah, fuck you, murder case. I'm thinking these are cops. Is it really such a bad thing that they get statements <laughs> about an incident where multiple crimes are committed, including murder? Fuck your murder. <laughs> Hastings out. Spencer's glad to have Toby with her. Uh, Ari returns. This is another instance here. Ari returns to the dining car. She has a bandage on her wrist. She says they want to take her to the hospital, but she wouldn't let them. Arya's like ready to go. She's would that be such a terrible thing? You might have tetanus. Arya's just like I'm. I'm feeling alive. Yeah, I tasted blood tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I snuggled up with a dead body. I humped a dead body. Arya's fired up. She doesn't care what Garrett said, you know, because he's dead. Her dad had nothing to do with Allison, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking because Byron was always such a knight in shining armor. Oh yeah. And so Hannah's like, okay, like, straight answer here. A killed Garrett, yes or no? And Spencer's like, yes. And Arya's like, but why? And then I like, this is the, like, the Spencer and Emily are, like, the same person bit, where Emily chimes in, and she's like, that was the whole point. And then, like, Spencer, like, picks up the thread, and it's just like, yeah, A's been pushing us to do things that would get Garrett cleared. So get out, and A could kill him. Mm-hmm. So two of the members of the NAT club are dead. Um, Two of the people who were in Allie's room that night are dead. And Hannah points out, look around this car. Everyone here currently in this car has something to do with Garrett Reynolds. Yeah. Well, here's here's the roster. We've okay. got the Liars, Toby, Paige, Caleb, Lucas, Nolcon, Jenna, and Jason. Uh, and I did like how uh, Emily's like, well, what do we tell the cops? And Spencer's just like, as little as possible. Well, so. <laughs> Her motto. Out, this is funny, is that. That's literally everyone in the in the, in the car with them, except for like police officers. Mm-hmm. All the other people who were in attendance on the train are presumably in another car or something. Well, yeah, because Hannah, you know, Emily was like, well, "What do we tell the cops?" Spencer's like, "As little as possible," and Hannah's just like, "You know, I think the cops are like are already like onto it because we're in this car. Like everybody who's in here has something to do with Garrett. Like they put us all here together." Yeah, and then Ezra comes in. The the cops let him into the car and he kind of runs in and comforts Arya. Although Should he looks a little more suspicious. He looks a little shady. Like he's doing that like over the shoulder hug where his face is, you know, has uh, strange expressions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he is he doing here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but again, here's clear proof to everyone that Arya is dating her former teacher. Well, he's former, you know. Yeah, but still, Arya's, Ezra's glad to see that Arya's okay. He was at the end of the line to surprise her. He heard that somebody had gotten hurt, so he drove along the tracks until he found her. That checks out. And Arya's like, you found me. 
Yeah. You he looks me. he looks very suspicious, almost like he's shocked to see Arya. Like he has he's got some weird expressions on his face. Ezra should always look suspicious. Like perhaps he was on the train the whole time. Yeah, hmm. so then Noel and Jenna come up to Hannah and Spencer. And Noel says, Why don't you tell the cops you did it and so they can let the rest of us go home? And Hannah says, You know what? Can it, Noel? And Jenna says, Oh shut up, Hannah. And then Emily says, No, you shut up. And Noel says, stop trying to pull everybody into every mess you bitches make for yourselves. And then Toby's just like, time the boyfriend up. And well, he like, like he kind of adjusts his vest as he yeah, like kind of yeah. strolls in. He's like, back off, Noel. And Noel, Noel Khan says, or what? And Toby says, you don't want to know, Noel. Which, hilarious. And then they tussle. Yeah, they tussle. Um, Toby pushes Noel into like the coffin. Well, like, I like how they, they start to tussle and like there's a cop who's like, you know, one of the troopers wants to step forward. But then fucking Jason DeLaurentis kind of steps in and pushes the cop away. Well, no, so first, and first, the cop's totally cool with this. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, at first Jason steps in like he's about to join a bar fight. Mm-hmm. But then he stops like the cop, he senses the cop behind him and he gives the cop like a, like a hand on the chest like, no, no, we got this. Yeah, and the cop's and, like, oh, yeah, fine. Rule the road. We don't step in. Let them mm-hmm. work out their issues. Yeah. So then Noel telegraphs these two punches that the are huge, so like for, haymakers. Yeah. yeah. For for Toby to like duck. Toby. Toby's to... like the fucking uh, one there. He's Neo, just like dodging punches. Yeah, exactly. So then he pushes Noel again right into the coffin, tips it forward. All of the drinks and the ice spill on the floor, along with a body bag. A big black body bag. Everyone is horrified. And it's, Luke takes a picture. There's a lot of cool shots where, like, Noel kind of sees it and, like, ducks away from it, all freaked out. And Jason kind of, like, comes up and he's like, you know, he can't believe what he's seen. Everyone's, Ezra's staring, like, everybody's staring at this body bag. We see it's from a funeral home. Sharon uh, and Sons, the funeral home were presumably Allison's body. Yeah. This is Allison's pretty, body. Pretty obviously it. Allison's body. Yeah. Yeah. So, meanwhile, back at Radley. Back at Radley, the nurse is checking in on Mona again, and this time Mona turns over in her bed because she's back. She's there. She smiles. And she smiles, a beautiful, evil Mona smile. Mm-hmm. And kind of, she's just like smirking herself and rolls back over, and then we kind of pan down under her bed. Well, she looks under at her us. Bed. Yeah. She gives us that sexy, evil smile, us the viewer. Mm-hmm. And then we pan down under her bed. And there is that alley mask that uh, the fan of the opera person was wearing. It's under oh, her bed. Shit. So that was Mona. Mona was trying to get some some Hannah action. Not unsurprising, mm-hmm. since Mona's clearly in love with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was. It's awesome. Then we get. Then it's as if you haven't had enough oh shit moments for this episode. An A tag. It's kind of a little flashback here. We we cut flashback to three. the gazebo site that we saw in the earlier flashback. This is the, uh, the site that will eventually be the grave of Allie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it might already be the grave of Allie. Yeah. There's lightning flashing, you know, as we kind of zoom in. And suddenly, out of that dirt right in the middle of the gazebo, a hand pops out. It kind of like cl- claws around, grasping for air. And the camera kind of zooms ba- or pulls back up away from it. And we're left with just a screaming, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Is Allie alive? But this oh, is a shit. flashback, though. So mm-hmm. what is happening here? What happened? This is a dark ride. This is a very dark ride. So what to say about this episode? Um, so we know Mona was on the train. We know there was two people, neither of whom sounded like Mona, trying to kill Arya. Mm-hmm. Like, out of nowhere, like, Arya has been ignored by A for, like, three seasons, and suddenly A's... Or, or, 
it that, that's the weird thing is like is this a is the red queen a or are they another like dark actors like i, I like to assume that Arya's a and that this this is like some b team that's trying to kill Arya because she's a right uh they killed garrett and, and was it's like you kind of get the feeling that there are multiple factions at play on this train and they may not necessarily be working together Mm, yeah, yeah. Because we know Mona's on it, but Mona doesn't seem like she's connected to the Red Queen. Right. But then Mona did give an A bullets, and Garrett was dead, so who knows? We don't know how Garrett died, though. Yeah, but the, I, I, I think we find out he was shot, so let's just say he shot. Um, okay. And also, Arya was drugged, and Mona gave the A pills. So what is going on? Yeah, we don't know who's in what with who. But again, like we said, Toby clearly couldn't have been that involved, other than maybe passing things on to people. Yeah, exactly. Toby, Toby maybe like gave the bullets and pills to somebody else. Mm. Um, I don't know. Although I don't know why that would necessarily like you'd think if somebody can get a gun, they can get bullets. I don't know what the bullets are supposed to right. do thing, but right. Very curious, uh, because it's like. Mona wasn't the Red Queen. Toby wasn't the Red Queen. Um, the other female whispering voice was not Mona. So there's at least two other people who are either working with A or allied with A or possibly running their own game. Two members of the NAT Club are dead. Hmm. Is Jason next? Is Jenna next? What's happening here? Yeah. I, Marlene King, confirmed that it is indeed Allison's hand reaching out of the ground at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of mysteries here. I don't, well, I don't want to get into any future stuff, but let's just say these are some interesting mysteries. Some good threads to pick yeah. up on. If you were to go watch the that Pretty Dirty Secrets thing again, you'd see like all the liars' various costumes are there, and uh, kind of hints at some other things. Right. Um. I just want to say once again how how disappointed I am at the wiki. You know what job that I would love to get for us at like writing gig? If they ever the, do the one PLL of those like, wiki. Well, like not just that. Like if they're doing one of those like Pretty Little Liars like encyclopedias. I would love that. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Um, I think we can handle that. But yeah. So this is a fun episode. It's a fun. It's it's kind of a standalone episode. Yet it's so rich in in the ongoing mysteries of the show and like setting up. Not just things that could that have happened in the past, but like really playing upon future mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sets up a lot of future mysteries. I mean, it's 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 interesting because it's really like it feels like a halfway point to something mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Because there's so much. I mean, literally tied into the very beginning with Allison's disappearance and her death, and where it goes from here. <sighs> so fun! This is such a fun episode. Um, I don't know if I like this more or or less than like the first secret, but. I probably like the first secret more just because I'm a big Allie fan. Uh, right. Not everybody likes Allie. Some people hate Allie, but I love Allie. I think we, we talked about how it seems like more guys like Allison mm-hmm. and more women hate her. Yeah, it seems like women hate Allie. Just they, they just they don't like her. Um but yeah, so this has been this is a dark ride from your favorite PLO. Yeah. By the way, if if you happen to be watching this in order and haven't seen future episodes, I would advise you not to go to the wiki for this episode because when they list the supporting cast there's some spoilers in there as to the identity of various uh dark actors so right right dark actors yeah. dark agent whatever you want to call them yeah um couple things to mention we got another review on itunes so thank you to is this loads for me 
Thank you for to more T Wesley. That's the name of the reviewer. And a uh, couple mentions on Reddit or on our website. Uh, thanks to Amanda. She left some comments. That was pretty cool. Uh, Amanda says she's from Pennsylvania. She says Bucks County does exist. What? As do New Hope and Brookhaven, which I got to say, if Brookhaven exists, that place was fucking terrifying. That was a place with the creepy doll shop. Oh, yeah. Chime in, Amanda. Is there a creepy doll shop there? Mm -hmm. Do you shop there? Yeah. So Rosewood does not exist, but it's kind of the theoretical city that's on the main line, which is a collection of wealthy Philadelphia suburbs that I presume like the uh, train services. Hmm. Otherwise, why do they call it the main line? I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Bucks County, real place. So thanks to Amanda. And uh, let's see, anything else here? <laughs> now 100% more box full of Aria. Way to go, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Way to go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, tonight happens to be the 100th episode of PLL. So we have a ways to go before we get there. Um, I did have one question on Reddit about would we be doing current episodes um, when we catch up? Basically, there's supposed to be a Christmas episode this year in season five. We should be caught up by then. So by then, we should be able to do them currently, which that will be nice. Because hmm. I have so many things to say about the current season. But we'll have to wait. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. We will be back next week with She's Better Now. Better what? Indeed. So long.